Welcome to Your Wellness MD Podcast. This is where family physician and wellness expert, Dr. Daniela Stein and her life coach sister, JB, share holistic solutions for your everyday health and wellness challenges. We explore the connection between a healthy body, mind, and soul, and share tips that will enable you to thrive. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's JB. And hi from Dr. Daniela Stein. Today, we are discussing a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, fertility. This is the second part of a two-part series. Last week, we discussed sexual health, and today we'll dive deeper into fertility. Thanks, JB. I'm so excited to be discussing fertility today. I know some of our listeners are currently going through a fertility journey. And I I often see patients that are somewhere in their fertility journey. Many of my personal friends and and family are currently trying to conceive. And I'm so happy to journey along and and widen the discussion around fertility and, and specifically from a holistic health standpoint, chat about things that we can do to enhance our fertility. Yeah, I do agree that I don't think we hear enough about the impacts of holistic health on fertility. So I'm super excited about that today. And Daniela, how common is infertility? JB, unfortunately, infertility is a prevalent phenomena. The incidence is surprisingly similar in different countries and, and people from different ethnicities. Roughly 16%, that is one in six couples in North America experiences infertility. Wow, it's quite a high number. Yeah, and this number has doubled since the 1980s. Wow. So that's interesting. And what causes this? What causes infertility? Is it more often the man or the woman or a combination of both? You're right. So three out of 10 times, we can trace the cause to the man. About four out of 10 times, we find the cause in the woman. And Two out of 10 times, the cause is a mix of factors between both partners. And then in about 10% of cases, we can't find any cause at all. Well, let's start with women today. What are the causes of infertility in women? So the biggest factor is age. Fertility significantly decreases with age. Especially around the age of 35 years, it declines rapidly. Around 91% of women can fall pregnant when they're 30 years old. And then about 77% of women can fall pregnant when they're 35 years old. And only about 54% of women can fall pregnant by the time that they're 40 years. And then it declines so rapidly that by the age of 45, even if you go through fertility treatment, your chance of falling pregnant with fertility treatment at the age of 45 is only about one pregnancy per 100 inseminated women. Well, I'm, I'm currently part of a generation of women that's had to deal or currently is dealing with the other side of the joy that career success brings. I feel it's the darker side that is not often spoken about that publicly, the side that no one really told us about in our 20s. You know, 20 years ago, it was really hard for women to have careers, especially corporate careers. And it was really hard for them to be as successful as men. I mean, I literally, most of my career, I'd say I was 
either the only woman on the room in the room or one of 10% of the women in the room most of my career mm. and but now it's becoming easier I mean as I said 20 years ago most women just married young and then just had to make some career sacrifices my generation was told you can have it all career in mm. your 20s early 30s then find your partner in your mid-30s once you've established your career and then you have children and then you can have it all almost as once women are ready to fall pregnant, it's just not that easy anymore, especially after the age of 35. Mm. I have a couple of women that I mentor that I've worked with over the years that I continue to tell, you know, that are now in their mid-30s, don't wait, don't delay, even if you freeze your eggs because you're single, but don't delay, um, the clock's ticking. Mm. Age is not the only cause of infertility, though. We just spoke about age. But what else? So some people have a problem producing eggs. The way you can know that is some people don't have a period, so they don't have a menstrual cycle or they don't have a regular cycle. That can be indicative that you're not ovulating. For some people, having a sexually transmitted infection like chlamydia can cause blockage of the fallopian tubes, and that can cause infertility. And some people, it's a problem in the uterus. They might have fibroids or um, polyps in their uterus. And it could be issue in the fallopian tube, like having missing tube or endometriosis. That's when you have excess of tissue that gathers around the reproductive organ. So inside your endometrium or in your inside your womb, inside your uterus, there's the soft lining cause an endometrium and you can have that lining outside of the uterus as well. Hormonal balances can cause it. And then early menopause, if someone kind of delay falling pregnant later and then they go through menopause at 38 and then they're just not able to fall pregnant anymore. Well, quite a couple of different causes. Mm. What causes infertility in men? So poor sperm quality. So we look at the, the rate of their movement, their shape, or a low sperm count or, or no sperm for guys that has a history of sexually transmitted infections like chlamydia. Men can have hormonal imbalances as well or an increase in scrotal temperature. This is made worse by um, tight-fitting clothes. So the scrotum is designed in such a way that it hangs like a little sack with the testes lower than the body. So the temperature is usually a couple of degrees cooler. But then when you wear very tight clothes against your clothes, it increases the testis temperature to the same as your body. And that kills off sperm as well. Being overweight, increased scrotal temperature. And just generally being overweight, increase your estrogen levels because a guy's natural testosterone gets converted into estrogen in fatty tissue. And they could also have decreased um, sperm production then or, or more DNA fragmentation. And then environmental things like heavy metals, lead, mercury, arsenic, organic solvents, or pesticides can all cause infertility. Oh, it's hard. Most men don't have any idea whether they've been exposed to too much heavy metals or pesticides. Tell us more about the role that diet plays in fertility. Mm. So diet does play a significant role in sperm health. Saturated fats are bad for sperm. Or if a person doesn't eat enough fruit or enough veggies or whole grains and fiber, 
or have too much synthetic estrogens in their food, all of these things will lower sperm count and it decreases the sperm's ability to swim. So it decreases their motility. And then other causes, you know, is for both men and women would be things like certain cancer treatments like chemotherapy or radiation or surgery, chronic illnesses like diabetes can cause it, and as well as the treatment we give for diabetes, tobacco and alcohol use and being underweight or overweight. What can people do to increase the chances of falling pregnant? Let's maybe start with women. Okay, so if you're a woman, just begin trying to have children earlier. When women younger than 31 years of age really have optimal fertility, and your numbers are good until about 35. So to try to fall pregnant earlier. The next thing is to try to maintain a healthy weight. A healthy weight usually means a body fat percentage between 20 to 25%. And then some research have shown that even after your ideal body fat level is achieved, it can take you up to two years for regular conception because you know being underweight decreases ovulation. And then being overweight also increases your risk of ovulatory infertility. So that means you still have a period every month and you're ovulating, but you're still not able to feel pregnant. So, so try to maintain a healthy body weight. Wow. You know what? I, my aunt used to tell me I'm too skinny to fall pregnant, but that was way before <laughs> I started trying um, because you have to push up your BMI. And I did it. I deliberately gained about five pounds before we started trying. And it's one of the things that must have helped because it worked. But I, it's actually interesting. I know so many girls that are really skinny. I'm talking about maybe 10 or 12 pounds lighter than me, you know, similar build and a height. And I feel like most of them struggled. So there's definitely a correlation in terms of overweight, but also underweight being too skinny. Yes, yes, you're right. You mentioned something else that I thought was really interesting that fertility decreased since the 80s, the past mm. 30 years or so. Mm. Does that have something to do with the environment, the food we eat? What exactly. Could you describe it to? Exactly. Food high in trans fatty acids has a tremendous negative impact on fertility. So the hormones that's found in dairy or just a cow's natural hormones have a biological effect on humans. And then apart from animal hormones, most animals that make it into our food chain receive extra hormones to help them gain weight faster and produce more milk. So we get all these added hormones in. Afraid that even one burger per week can decrease your chances of falling pregnant. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but just to the point you just made, what could you advise your female patients or female and male to eat to boost their fertility? So the Mediterranean diet is an ideal diet for fertility. Whichever diet you follow, whether it's vegan or paleo or Mediterranean, it's essential to get whole foods. You want the food you put into your body to really look the way it looks when it comes from a farm. So that's not a TV dinner. That's not a bag of chips. It's not a protein bar. We're talking about real food. And then also you want high antioxidant intake. The egg cell has high requirements for antioxidants. And then oxidase, I'm talking about the eggs to help you feel pregnant, like your own eggs that's going to meet up with a sperm to form an embryo. So that, that little egg cells really needs a lot of antioxidants. And any oxidative stress has been shown 
to increase the time to conception. It makes people take longer to fall pregnant. It decreases fertility rates. It decreases egg viability and implantation. Are there supplements you can take? Popular supplements that have some evidence are carnitine, arginine, probiotics, and chaste berry. So let's make it practical for our listeners. How can they improve their diet as they think about fertility easily? How much should they eat of what? I usually advise my patients in the beginning to rather than focusing on everything they shouldn't have, to focus on things they should have. You really want to nourish your body. Aim to have 10 servings of veggies a day. That's quite a lot. You must focus on green leafy vegetables. And you can increase deep and brightly colored vegetables in your diet. So not to just eat the same veggies, but to make sure you get all the different minerals and all the different antioxidants. You really want to touch on all the different colors because then you are food. Then you know you kind of touch all the different nutrients. And you want to try veggies that, so the darker veggies contains carotenes and flavonoids, which is really good for both their antioxidants, which help for sperm and eggs. And it's good to eat a quarter of a cup of raw nuts or seeds every day and to use olive oil. Yep. And going back to what you've taught us before is just ensure that you eat the entire rainbow, all the colors yes. you can. And then we need to try and avoid foods that contain estrogen. And, and protein intake is usually best from vegetarian sources or organic animal sources you know what i remember now as we speak i had to go i had high cholesterol i eat super healthy i had to go vegan at some point recommended mm. by my doctor and yeah the cardiologist just said either you go med- medication or you go vegan so i chose to go vegan and my cholesterol dropped to 100% normal levels within four weeks after becoming 100% vegan. Now, I, I'm not vegan anymore, but literally six weeks after I went vegan, I was pregnant. So once mm. again, you know, I'm not saying that's the only thing that matters, but there's clearly something there. I'm still so happy for you. You know, I went to go see a fertility doctor. I asked him what he's seen over the years. So they are the common things and actually most of them don't really speak a lot about diets which they speak about age they talk about age not diet which diet is so important but I asked you know what is general advice you can give from 20 30 years experience and literally what he said to me is healthy eggs don't like coffee (laughs) so that's definitely one of the things to to cut out when you're in the process of trying And that's in the addition, right, to smoking and getting regular exercise. Yeah, and I know different doctors have different opinions about that. That worked for you. That's wonderful. And then another important enemy of fertility is stress. So to be cognizant of what you do to decrease and manage your stress, going for a walk in the woods every day, we call that ecotherapy and being out in nature stretching, you know, to have a regular stretching routine or or do any stress reducing activities. There is evidence that alternative therapies can also help to increase the chances of falling pregnant. 
Many of my friends have actually found acupuncture to boost their fertility. One of my best girlfriends in Australia, she had a couple of months of acupuncture and at 40, she had a first round of IVF and she was successful, had one embryo, implanted the most healthy, beautiful twin boys. And another girlfriend of mine is currently pregnant with a third child after having years of infertility struggling. And she also believes it's a big part of the reason is because of the relaxing effect of acupuncture. Mm. Yeah, it could be. Which supplements do you recommend for people trying to conceive? So I always advise my male and female patients of any fertile age as soon as they start having a conversation with me about birth control, so even before they think about falling pregnant when they actually just are sexually active and want to have birth control, I tell them to take a prenatal vitamin. So that's definitely the first supplement. You know, studies have shown that people do better with optimal iron stores and folic acid stores and vitamin B12 stores the year or two before you fall pregnant. It's, it's really, if you're at a a fertile age, I think it's quite important to try to take it. And I advise a prenatal supplement for both male and females, just because of the extra folic acid and the extra iron that's in there. And because I'm deficiency is so common in women, we need iron to make red blood cells and to transport oxygen everywhere in your body. But then every month when a woman has her menstrual cycle, she loses blood. And then your body has to use iron to make more red blood cells. So if you don't have enough iron in your diet, then it has a hard time making enough red blood cells. So iron is quite an important supplement. And which supplements do you recommend for men? Antioxidants, things like CoQ10, vitamin C, vitamin E, zinc, selenium, folic acid, vitamin B12. And that's the prenatal vitamin, which I mentioned, you know, men can use that as well. And then there are some botanical medicines that have been shown to have benefits. They include gins, Chinese ginseng, tribalis, and ashwagandha. Wow, that is quite a mouthful. We touched on so many components of fertility today. I want to start summarizing for our listeners. So what do you recommend to couples that are trying to conceive? Well, first thing is to go to your fertility specialist sooner rather than later. So if you start thinking about pregnancy, just make an appointment and go see your doctor. What will the fertility doctor do? The doctor will take a complete medical history, then do a medical physical exam. They'll look at the medication, both you and your partner is on and supplements you're taking. They'll test for infections and look at your hormonal levels. and. If you know that you are ovulating, you can better time your sexual intercourse around ovulation. Some people might need surgery to repair reproductive organs. Now, my advice is don't try for more than a couple of months before you consult with a fertility doctor, especially once you are over 35. And while you're working with a fertility doctor, there are many things you can do, such as what Dr. D just discussed eating a healthy diet, taking a prenatal vitamin, managing stress, exercising, because honestly, they're not really, most of the fertility doctors that I've heard of or interacted with that won't really focus a lot on that. They're like, yeah, of course you should do that. But we don't necessarily go in a super lot of detail around that. 
But then there are other things you can do, like time your ovulation, using an app on your phone and use ovulation strips or even the thermometer to check your temperature. You can buy kits on Amazon or from your local pharmacy. And, you know, it's super easy to use these mm. additional ways, like the ovulation kit is almost like a pregnancy test, super easy. And then avoiding exposure to environmental as it's like pesticides. You know, washing your fruit with organic vegan fruit soap. I just have the basic pink one from Trader Joe's that I wash all our fruit and veg with. And then avoiding cigarette smoking and vaginal products that can change the pH of the vagina. And then I have a, a couple of thoughts for my, for my single friends with no partner in sight. You know, there's always the option of egg, freeze, egg freezing. Now, I have very specific thoughts around that. I want to start by summarizing my thoughts about egg freezing. The first one is you should do it. The second one is it might not work. So even though you want to freeze your eggs or plan on doing it, that is no guarantee. Mm. I was at some point I was single and I realized the clock was ticking. So I decided and I didn't want to have children without the right partner I went to the best fertility doctor in Austin where I lived at the time. And I went through all the emotional trauma and heartache of freezing my eggs. You know, IVF is not an easy process. You know, I had to take weeks of work. I couldn't travel. You have to have blood work done every day, two, three injections a day. Go to the doctor's room alone. It's not great, even if you're married. But when you're single, it's just a traumatic deal. But I did it because I had a plan and I knew that I wanted children and I did it. And, you know, box ticked, insurance taken out, at least enough for eggs in the bank. And then a couple of years later, when I wanted to use those frozen eggs, I was told, hey, we can transport them from Texas to California. It's done all the time. You know, we use the best transport companies, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, not one of my, and I had 10, not one of my frozen eggs survived the thawing. So never mind even gotten to genetic testing. They never even got there because they did not survive the temperature changes of the transport. So even though your doctor might tell you it's okay to transport, it's actually not. You might get exceptions, but I had long, detailed discussions with a chief embryologist. So I, I do want to share that. You know, I'm not, I wasn't the most upset about the $20,000, but the fact that I bought I had an insurance policy, mm. I went through all the trauma and it gave me a false sense of security, which didn't turn out to work out. So I wish mm. somebody told me that don't lean on your, on your insurance policy. I've got a friend, she used to work with me on one of the brand teams. I was on, she's older and I know she's got the frozen eggs and I told her, don't rely on them, but I don't think she believes it because she's not been through this entire traumatic experience. But now I do want to share the other side of that as well. I do have a great friend that gave birth about six weeks ago. She's 48. She went for multiple rounds of egg freezing in her mid-30s, I think it was 35. She gave birth to a healthy boy. So wow. my point is there's a lot of kids. So that is something yeah. that our younger listeners should consider. But just don't put all your eggs in that basket. <laughs> if you're over 35, it just don't think you've got a year's time. I was really blessed because we conceived naturally with my son. 
after literally the week, first week we tried, but that was just a blessing from above. And I was over 40 at the time, which is, it doesn't really happen very often, but that is, it's a really extraordinary story. And for those over 35, don't delay. It's really important to prioritize finding a partner or then freezing or I like this friend I just mentioned, she's having a baby by herself and she's loving every minute of the experience. Well, this is a journey for sure. And, and the sooner you get started, the better. And get people on your team, you know, a health coach, a nutritionist, family, friends, just get people to journey with you through this. You're not alone. Many people experience it, and especially for those corporate career women out there. Don't forget to prioritize your goals as soon as possible. Yeah, we'd well, love to hear from you. If you have found this podcast helpful, please leave us a review and send this podcast to someone you know will benefit from this. If you have any comments or suggestions for future podcasts, let us know at info at wellnessmdhealth.com. You can follow us or tag us on Instagram at JB Ryan and wellnessmdhealth. Till next time. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Take care. Thanks for spending your time with your Wellness MD doc, Daniela and JB today. For more episodes, subscribe to our podcast. We would love to connect with you at info at wellnessmdhelp.com. And remember, you were created to thrive. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast.